Hello, 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 and thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we up in the house for episode 97. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Countdown. countdown. Coming Still up on that one, episode 100, man. I'm excited, yo. Three more to go. Yeah, Dude, we we've shit. been getting an upwelling of support from from a lot of our, our listeners, so I, I definitely got to... You know, I usually make it a point to shout people out when something in particular happens. But recently, they've been coming a lot more frequently. You know, our listener yeah. base is growing. People are, are are excited to contribute. So, you know, I just want to send a shout out to everyone, man. I thank you very yeah, much. Uh, and um, as we roll it. out, you know, the different things that are being contributed, I'll go ahead and shout out people more specifically. But, I, you know, right now yeah. we're just compiling a bunch of uh, of content and things like that. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm super excited, man, because right after 100 comes the end of season four into season five. And, you know, hopefully we'll be getting our clips on YouTube. We'll get, you know, hey. shit will be coming along. Yeah, man, I'm excited. By, definitely by yeah, the new 2021, year. 2021, we got some dope shit coming yeah, up. Yeah, boy, so. I can't wait, man. I'm super excited. But yeah, dude, uh, you know, someone else who I've been, you know, following uh, as they have been using, you know, social media to to try to get their brand out there is crank lucas and man crank lucas is fucking dope i love crank lucas bro first of all he's, he's talented as yep. fuck he's and he's super uh mindful about the things that he puts you know i don't want to say oh he's just smart but he's mindful because there's a lot of smart niggas who use it for dumb reasons you know what i mean and <laughs> yep. crank lucas is not just smart but he's mindful and so his raps and his beats being super dope just is gravy on top of it. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy listening to crank because I believe that yeah. crank is a decent dude doing decent things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, he's got like, he's, he's multi-talented, man. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. good on the bike. He's great. Great with the beats. He's got the comedy mm-hmm. shit going. Yes. Yeah. Crank Lucas is dope. That's yeah. what's up. But yeah. And he also got to produce the beat on, um, Joyner Lucas as well. Nah, so he's he's, he's nice. got a track. So you know, and and I'm sure that's why now we're starting to see he's big ups, big ups. Because I'm sure he's seeing checks off of that. Because that song was fire, <laughs> and it's a, it's got probably millions of views on YouTube. Like, yeah. and so if he, you know, hopefully he he's getting piece of that. He should be as the producer of the of the beat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, dude. Like, I you're we're starting to see the fruitions of that for him. Um, and so uh. Yeah, I just wanted to shout him out because yeah, I've been having big a up Frank great Lucas, time. Man, that's dope. Listen to his music, but yeah, man, uh, let's go ahead and roll right on into it. Boy, man, it's been an interesting week. It's been a real interesting week. Um, I was, I'll, I'll start off with uh, with some spice, man, because I was really happy <laughs> to see that everyday struggle is being taken down. Like that shit is finally ending. They realized <laughs> it's not it's not paying to support act just to spite Joe anymore because that's pretty much what they did. They they continued that show with Akin and Nadeska strictly, strictly to spite Joe, because Joe was right and they did not want to. They, the corporate industries are so fervently fighting to not validate any black ideas that Complex couldn't couldn't let Joe win and they couldn't <laughs> help it. Joe was successful without them and yeah. and their and their. Uh, their i don't know spin off of his idea is failing mm-hmm. like where are they now and 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 it's so much validation you know like it is what it is you could like act you know and i honestly feel kind of bad for wayno cuz from what i understand wayno is a real one so seeing him on that show was kind of it sucked seeing him partner up with culture vultures but wayno is getting paid you know what i mean and outside of that 
Bueno uh, was doing good work. And on top of that, he always represented de- uh, decent uh, opinions on the show. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't, he didn't like, start siding with opinions that were questionable just because he was on a corporate entity which right so i could still say i feel for wayno in his in in losing this bag because he didn't lose this bag obviously it was act that lost the bag for them because app kept going out and and beefing with big name celebrities like freddie gibbs and chrissy teigen and and just being a general nuisance and an asshole that's what i'm saying like (laughs) dude like you have to go out of your way because I guarantee you, Chrissy Teigen did not instigate any beef with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't. Not to say that she I don't won't even think tweet he's on invective radar things like at people who have upset her, but I guarantee you she didn't initiate that. That's funny. So yeah, you know, Act lost the bag for 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 Wayno, and that sucks. Nadeska now Nadeska represents somebody who did sell out their point of views to to align with the corporate interests because it was making her a bag, and that's and 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 it's sad because she didn't have to. You know what I mean? Like, you could be on the corporate show and moderate your views without having to sell out and mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. represent faulty views. And so that's why I was upset with Nadeska. Nak is just full of shit. Um, <laughs> so I was I was just happy <laughs> to see the true. downfall of that show. I thought that that was hilarious. Freddie Gibbs, of course, was dancing on their grave. Um, <laughs> of course, you know what I mean? Like, you could only, like, you can't. Don't piss off petty people and expect them not to be petty. This is facts. Facts. Absolutely. That's all that's all it is. And so I'm not upset with Freddie Gibbs for, yeah. for, for being petty, because that's exactly what he's put been putting forth in terms of this relationship <laughs> the entire time. It was like, why would I be anything else at this point? I've just been encouraged to be more petty at this point. But yeah, so that was real interesting. Um did you see that clip online of the uh, of the gentleman at True True Kitchen in Dallas? Um, now, evidently, this is a oh, I heard about African American yeah. uh, owned restaurant that that has a DJ that plays hip hop music while people dine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is clearly not a venue to dance. It's not a club. It doesn't have a dance floor. It does have a DJ though. Evidently, some people who who were eating brunch. There's a thing now where people dance at brunch. <laughs> but I mean, I can imagine anywhere where there's music and alcohol, people right, are going to dance. dance. Yeah. But I can understand also this might not be the venue for that. Just be, and 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 so just to finish the story, the proprietor, after I believe warning them several times, if not at least once, comes out and makes an announcement to the whole a whole restaurant. Stop the fucking dancing or get the fuck out. <laughs> Essentially. I'm going to sum up everything that he said in his tirade into that because those were all words that he directly used. I just cut out a lot of the in-between. <laughs> and so I personally understand. I completely commiserate his sentiment. I agree with him 100%. Stop fucking dancing in this restaurant. Like, come on, guys. Like, I get it. There's music. And most of the people who <laughs> were siding with the patrons were like, you playing rap music and you expect people not to twerk? And I'm just like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Depending on where the of. music is playing, yes. yeah. Like the, I, don't, I don't like. I can understand oh, heavy that's bopping. Hilarious. I totally get like heavy bopping, maybe a seat shimmy or two. Oh, but to get up on the table and chairs and start twerking, and they weren't even twerking like in the aisle where it was a fire hazard. They were twerking on the. That's what I understand. They were twerking on the table. Yeah, and they were pre- and they were leaning up against paned glass that was not designed to, to that was 
That wasn't. That was not designed to be leaned to on. Stress, to yeah, it's not designed for that kind of stress. And, and and this is the thing is is like these are. I'm sorry, and I'm and I and, and I don't my my verbiage, but these aren't the type of people to take responsibility for their mistakes. If she would have went through that window, they were suing him for sure, for sure, without a doubt. They wouldn't. It's have been not like, as if oh, these are people who are going like, to say, you know bad. what. Oh my god, I'm fucked up and I fucking deserve this. Holy shit, I made a grievous mistake. I was dancing on the table in a restaurant. This place isn't made for that. They're not, not gonna say that. that. Maybe, That's not yeah, what's gonna yeah, happen. Dancing on the table, yeah, you could definitely fall off of that shit and fuck yourself up. Or just lose your lose your balance and press and go, against the window yeah, in a bad way and, and then the cause it to to break. You know what I mean? Like it was a dangerous thing to do, and he had every right to be mad. You also have no right to talk to your patrons that way. Yeah. <laughs> that was where he messed up. And yeah. and, and and that's what I was astounded to see, like, yo, people really can't hold multiple thoughts in their head at the same time. No one, can, I, I saw zero people representing the, hey, definitively, they're both wrong. Definitively, don't dance on the table in a restaurant. And also, definitively, don't talk to your patrons like yeah, that. You can't. Like, you have this yeah. thing and, 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 and all of this, and you're talking about respectability fucking politics and behavior and you're yelling at your patrons yeah. you fucking hypocrite you're losing like, your cool in front of everybody thank, and it's just I mean? like it's not dude, professional i was just like i was astounded at how ignorant the fucking discussion around it was and it was like geez so this is this is man social media this could be a healthy conversation but people are like no they're trying to take sides and i'm like is it that hard to understand that nobody was right in the situation like we can hold the idea that, you know what, sometimes both sides are right and they both had the right to make their stand. And so it becomes an, uh, a situation of, of morals or whatever or opinions. But this is a situation where they were both clearly wrong. Like, we don't have to take sides when both people are wrong. Like, why are people jumping on sides when both of them acted ignorantly? This, it makes no sense to me. You know what I mean? Let's all just sit down, take a breath and understand, yes, they were wrong for dancing. And yes... He was wrong for yelling at all of the patrons. Yeah. You know what I if mean? That's like, how you felt. You should have set your middle manager out there. Would be like, you yo, were, you if, do it and you're not going to get fired. As a manager, part of being a good manager is being able to recognize when people are losing their cool, even your own. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to sit down and say, you know what? Let me send someone out to buffer this for like the next 30 seconds. Yep. Because you know what the funny part is, is that a lot of it's it, it really like any. It really only takes 30 seconds of separating yourself from a situation sometimes to see it in another light altogether. All he had to do was send someone else out, let them, and even just observing it objectively for a second could have changed his perspective. But no, he didn't. He rashly got angry and did exactly what he would not expect any of his employees to do. Not only was he making a poor management decision, he was being a poor example to his employees. Mm-hmm. He does not want any of his employees to take that. And even as the proprietor, this is like this is kind of like the paternalistic uh, side of being a proprietor. Just like a good parent, you don't be no matter I was the same thing. What don't you're discipline doing, your kids when you're angry. Don't discipline your kids when you're angry. Mm -hmm. That's the paternalistic side of, of being a proprietor. At some point, you have to stop and realize, like you know what? If I discipline them in rage, it's it's going to give them a different. Yeah, they're going to miss the point. They're going to get a different point than what I'm than what's necessary for them to learn to grow from the situation. Facts. Because guess what? Those people weren't dancing in their in your establishment because they hated it. <laughs> I promise you, no one comes and dances in your establishment because they hated it. They liked your establishment. 
and they were yeah, excited yeah. and they were exuberant about being in your establishment. Yeah. And you were you were doing things that made them so excited that they got up and danced. Like, can you imagine getting mad at someone for dancing? Like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Like, I get it was inappropriate, COVID but how got are you, stressed out, how man. Is, COVID got niggas super <laughs> stressed. We're stressed, man. Bruh. He's got, I can understand he's got to deal with, like, being a restaurant man, I'm not. I'm not trying to really get this nigga to obey or nothing like that. But I'm nah. just saying I can understand. Like, yo, being a restaurant manager, like having to deal with people who may or may not want to wear masks in your restaurant and having to deal with the ordinances. I can, I can, I can see how my nigga was hot. I can see that. But yeah, like you said, you you can't discipline with kids. You meant can't so, discipline your kids with your back. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was just an interesting thing that had popped across the feed. Oh man! Oh boy! Okay, now this is one that this is a topic that I think is going to be really interesting, and I'm going to have to watch it for a little while because I don't know if my feelings are mixed or if I just don't know enough information. So you know, I already do not have any love for the Netflix content creators. Okay, with the except like literally, there's one content creator on Netflix that I support. That's Dave Chappelle. Period. I loved a lot of the stuff, but everything that I love has been canceled. So I can say that I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, they only took off his hum. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. no I was saying I was actually talking about Altered Carbon. Oh, that, that, that oh that's what you mean. Yeah, they canceled yeah, all the shows. I really appreciated it. Altered Carbon. I'm, I'm gonna. That's. I was really that's looking gone. forward to where he was going. Absolutely. Man. Oh my goodness! And so Dave Chappelle is the only thing on Netflix that I support. But anyway. I say that all to say that Netflix has hired Jay-Z as the executive producer of a movie about slavery if black people were the slave masters. I've heard about this movie. I now, is is it um it's I well I've seen I've heard about a I think maybe it, may it feels like victim porn to me. I just want to put that out yeah, there. It didn't. feels like victim porn. It seemed really and weird. And it to seems me. like a terrible idea. I have no Same. now uh, now this is where I fucking set myself up for disappointment. What is he going to say? Like, is he going to is he going to portray a world where the black slave masters actually genuinely treat their slaves well and then release them? Like, it, like how is he going to frame this? Like, I'm, I am, I don't want to watch this, but I am desperately, <laughs> desperately in need of seeing how is where he gonna he's going to navigate this? this minefield. I need to see where he goes with this. And at the same time, I don't want to see this whatsoever. Like, yeah. who acts for this? Who the fuck acts for this except for white people who are who need a visceral representation of their oppression to to fall back on when they realize that they have no real oppressors in this world? When they have all of the privileges and they actually participate in a system that oppresses other people. And so what what is he going to do? Is he going to actually do that? Is Jay-Z actually going to do that? Is Jay-Z going to make victim porn for fucking white people? Is he going to do that? Oh, my gosh. And then if he does do that, does the black community stay with him? I am like, th- th- I don't know. I'm on the edge of my seat because this seems crazy. <laughs> this seems wild, That's reckless. Silly. This seems uh, like unnecessary. It seems... It seems right up Netflix's alley because Netflix has, consi- has consistently produced content that I find to be exceedingly questionable. And so I just don't I'm I don't know, man. Like that's not new though. Like I I remember um a few months back seeing a preview of a series that was based on that very same premise, like what if the slave masters were black and it was actually filmed and there was a trailer for it and it it was pretty cringe. It was full cringe. That's 
pretty much by assessment. I'm not sure if it's the same thing. I'm sure, not sure if Neth has picked up the property or if Jay-Z saw that and was like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, I'm not sure. But, yeah, it was that that the one that I saw was full crid, so... This is yeah. th- it makes me hate American culture, African American culture at times because that's so fucking crazy cuz if who is not af- who is not emblematic of African American culture if not Jay-Z. And for him to do that, it just shows like oh my god. I and I I I hesitate to even talk about it because my critique of it is so harsh that I got to make sure that I see it before I say yeah, that because I mean, if, well. I'm about to damn this nigga because <laughs> honestly, if this if if this is what he chooses to use his time with I I'm going to have to start a full-time slander campaign on this nigga cuz <laughs> if 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 you think I was mad at Obama this nigga Jay-Z seriously bro seriously why Let's talk about unforced errors like you're doing this because you want to no one makes Jay-Z do anything and so if he's doing this and he's making victim porn for white people he's doing it cuz he wants to I don't know, man. I don't think Jay-Z would do that. So, I don't know. Maybe they have a way to tell a message in that story that I haven't seen. <clears throat> and Jay-Z's body's work would not point to him doing Jay-Z that. Jay-Z is the level of storyteller to be able to do it, at least. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you I know mean, what I mean? I feel at like least if he's he not would... incapable of it. It's not like it's not like NBA young boys over here trying to do this. <laughs> yeah, this is I like enough, Jay-Z's I'm, I'm, first foray in the film. Ass. So, I don't think he would shoot himself in the foot like that. You know what I mean? No, it's not his first foray in the film. Oh, what has he made before? State property. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, um, yeah, but okay, I'd say well, yeah, this is a much bigger level. This is a yeah, significant. I was going to say, level. Yeah. but I'm not oh, sure yeah, what I'm audience doing, he's doing okay. this for. State property production versus Netflix production. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. They're not particularly comparable. You're you are 100 right to have not even associated them. I understand, but, but it's not his. It's technically not his first warrior into film. That's right, I, I got you. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Ugh, man. Somebody's gonna have to recommend that so to me. Though. That's not the type of thing that I, I'd watch. When I heard about it, bro, it just it it totally made my skin crawl. Like it, like I've had my issues with Jay Z because I'd be like fucking throwing smut on his name about his relationship with Beyonce when she was underage. But that's one thing. That's another thing. That's all hearsay. Like this right here, I've re- and honestly, I I did not think too negatively on his partnership with the NFL. I tried to shoot him a lot of bail with some of the moves that he's made thus far, but this is just a this is egregious. This is not this is beyond compare for me. Making victim porn for white people? Holy shit, dude. Yeah, but you haven't seen it yet. And you don't right. know that's not what it is. I, you know what it is? I always brace for the worst. I, I, it, it's, it's just the, oh, man. It's the defense mechanism that I've developed over time is that I always brace for the worst. That's funny. Because because I've been let down by most of my heroes, honestly. I mean, that's fine. Modulate your expectations. That's what I'm doing. And so I'm expecting the worst from this nigga. <laughs> So at least if he does that, I can gracefully come back on air and say, guys, I totally prejudged. I was prejudiced. And I totally misjudged Jay-Z's foray into slavery movies. Lol. I would love to come on here and say that. But I am highly expecting some exquisite coonery from this 
this production. That's just me. <laughs> the most exquisite chef kiss coonery. That's I'm just like, you're going to see this shit. You're just going to be like, oh, it's delectable. It's palpable. palpable. I mean, I feel you, but what in, has Jay-Z ever done that you have, that you could say has g- ever given you that impression of him? Working with R. Kelly? Low. No, I'm just joking. He didn't know at the time. <laughs> I'm hoping he didn't know at the time. I'm just... <laughs> Savagery, my uh, bad. Nah, that was a, that was a necessary shot. My life, you man. <laughs> this is fucking my life. <laughs> yeah, that was great acting though on this part. Um, bro. Dude, but anyway, yeah, I was talking shit about NBA YoungBoy. I, I moved my 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 flame uh, shit onto his ass because did you hear this nigga was out here talking about and I and typically I don't listen to NBA YoungBoy or anything he says whether it's musical or otherwise I I scroll as quickly as I possibly can past anything with his name in it but Lord Jamar had posted a comment on something that he had said so I said oh if Lord Jamar's you know commenting on it let me listen to it mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. did you hear the clip most recently that he had put out I did not definitely not this nigga's out here talking about how 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 whoever told you that fighting was the measure of a man taking a nigga's life is the measure of a man and i'm sitting here just like don't know if that's accurate and it's absolutely false but this nigga has a following and typically i don't care about what he has to say but he has a huge following and to be spreading that kind of vitriol that kind of toxic masculinity to your followers at such a young age than when they're so impressionable Boy, I mean, like it's 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 as if these niggas learned nothing from Vaughn, or nothing from Pop Smoke, or they they've learned nothing from Triple X Tentacion. They've learned nothing from these things, and all they want to do is recreate their pain. And moreover, I have a very strong feeling that Blueface and NBA YoungBoy, I'm looping all these little young niggas together. Their only reason why they are even given a platform is because they're willing to perpetuate that kind of death inside of our communities. These are the toxic elements that we need to be addressing if we ever want to see it get better. Because we have way too many organizations, and I'm, I don't mean to phrase it that way. We don't have way too many more organizations. We have plenty of organizations providing the positive influence, trying to, to, to influence young people. But then we have these disproportionately powerful entities being propped up by fucking record executives spewing this shit. The fact that the record executives let him say this shit on fucking in public, on fucking social media, and still are willing to pay him means that they're complicit with this. Because he wouldn't have the following without their distribution methods, without their publicity. And so this shit is becoming a really toxic cycle. You know what I mean? You have people doing great work to try to influence in a positive direction all these young people. And then you have ignorant people being blasted out en masse, validated by all the fucking idiots at at the fucking record labels to say these kind of things, these kind of toxic things in our community. Now, yes, we can say, why are we letting them do it? Is it? No one's letting them do it. We have no power to stop them. We are disenfranchised. They have the money. And so they are the ones who are flooding it back into these, these poor investments like NBA Youngboy and Blueface. And then the worst part is, is that you have people like WAC 100 who are acting as gatekeepers allowing them in. Because WAC 100 don't got the money to be paying Blueface all that shit. WAC 100 is getting that money from record labels who are funneling it through him 
so that they can keep a healthy distance from the fact that they are perpetuating a toxic lifestyle in someone. Like this shit is bad news, man. And 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 people like NBA YoungBoy, like we gotta stop promoting these dudes, man. It's a problem. You cannot perpetuate ideas like murder over fighting. Like that's just a crazy idea in a culture that values conflict. Because that's the, not for nothing. The hip hop culture values conflict. Not wrongly. It's it, it's a great way of expressing yourself if done healthily. But if your idea of conflict results in death every time, that's how you show that you've won the conflict. That shit is crazy. We don't live in a world like that. That's not necessary. You know what I mean? Like, why why would you even think that? Like, what world do you live in where the height of your manhood is the ability to snuff out the potential of another human being? Like, that shit just blows my mind. But I guess that's the ignorance that these people... And why are we elevating such ignorant people to such celebrity? Well, I believe, honestly, that there is a fucking agenda behind that shit because... I don't think that people just willingly perpetuate that kind of ignorance. It's detrimental. The average person's like, ah, well, I don't really want that in my neighborhood. <laughs> Even people who live in the hood don't like having that element in the neighborhood. It's an extreme minority that subscribe to that mindset, but it's a very toxic, you know, mindset to have. And it, it, it disproportionately impacts the people around them. And so we got to really get a hold on this and, and, and stop letting these young niggas jump on the social media and have influence over other young people to say shit like this. It's a problem. You know, and if there's no there's no gatekeepers, there's no OGs to check them, there's no record execs, there's no A&Rs, no one's telling them like, hey, you know what? It's a fucking bad idea. Like, it's not like he was saying, like, I believe in. X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like his lifestyle. Decision. He's talking about, yo, he's elevating murder. <laughs> like come on guys like i don't know man i think that that we could stop and say hey you know what don't elevate murder just just don't do that it's it's one thing to rap about it but to just come right out and say that you believe that the test of your manhood is to be able to murder someone it's just a bad fucking idea there's no one to say that you know what i mean like am i the crazy one for thinking that this is that this is hugely problematic that this person says this to like probably tens of thousands of young men who idolize him I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that I think that I think there's that that's emblematic of emblematic of a huge problem in our community, and one of the I think one that is 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 uh, a high priority to solve. That that one right there should be very high on the priority list. But that was my my obviously I was far more moved by that than 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 anyone else. But I think that I think that we need to look at that in perspective. What he was doing on a public forum but yeah let's go on to some other entertainment news oh man did you hear what happened um casanova and g herbo have both had to turn themselves in for big time racketeering charges that them charges did not look light bro i'm some some big body charges i hope that they're trumped up because the thing is is that because of the nature of the charges being racketeering if they are just in contact with these people because of the fact that they are such large money-moving entities themselves and they've said questionable things on wax, it makes them a target. You can say as many questionable things on wax as you want as long as you're not actually...
actually dry cinching on yourself. <laughs> and so I really hope that they weren't doing that. That's just my hope. That's just my hope. You know what I mean? Because these are two young men that, boy, were they making it, man. They was making it. They were making it really well. Like, G Herbo and 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 Casanova's following is, is large and diehard. Those are the two best words I could use to fucking describe them. And so, whether you like their music or not, these were successful black men. And when I, you know, I, yeah, you have other successful black men um you have you know who have started businesses that are great and 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 help their communities but these were very i mean these young black men i feel in my opinion uh epitomize like you can make it with your art because they weren't making it with the other shit they were doing they were living tooth to nail in the other shit they were doing and they made it with their art you know what i mean there are very clear representations of you can live in doing what you're doing in the streets or you can make it really good expressing your art And then for this to come up, it's like, ¿Por qué no los dos? No, you can't live in both worlds. It's <laughs> not mean, a thing. Tell that to them niggas. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe they're just getting caught up because they're people's, because they're real ones, and they aren't judgmental. Like, I'm, I, I very true. much that understand... I very that much understand the propensity of hanging out with people who society has deemed as problematic. You know what I mean? When I see the young bloods on the block, I don't shun them. I don't treat them like they are some kind of throwaways of society unless they prove to me that they are throwaways of society not to say that i can't have that opinion of them if they prove it to me but what i won't do is prejudge them and a lot of times they they're appreciative of that and they don't express that side of themselves to you you know what i mean and so i was i'm hoping that they were being open to the better natures of the humans that they were dealing with and they weren't directly involved in the badness and that just their connection to them being, you know, close that's to adorable. them. That's adorable. I like that. I know. That's adorable. God, that's terrible. I, I love that. Yeah. Yo, you should be their lawyers, bro. You should definitely be their lawyers. <laughs> well, bro, I mean, there's definitely, I don't know. There's definitely a plausible story to me that says that they could be innocent. Oh, I'm not, uh, definitely. For sure, for sure. And I know that it's but wishful it's thinking. Just, I, but, you know. Casanova did head, uh, end his video to the public before he turned himself in with, you know, I'm a whole gangster. So I'm just like, you, you feel know me? What? Like, I feel like he's going to disappoint me. At the end of the day. I feel like he's going to disappoint me. You forget what I say. You got to let the hood niggas leave the streets. But And then the worst part is, is like, Casanova's story is just about the worst because he was invited into the streets because he was a big black nigga. <laughs> He was a big, dark-skinned black nigga who was articulate, but he had—he wasn't poor, nor did he live in the hood. You know what I mean? Like he—he yeah, he was he invited into the hood because he could you know be he, like he could play that part, and then it became him. From what I understand, that's just what he—what I understand from him telling his story. Not to test his gangster because that nigga is official and 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 certified. I'm not even testing that. I'm just saying. You know, he's. Not, it's not like he came from a broken home and he was looking for something and he found a solidarity in that and that was what tied him in and he made those family ties and that's why he was so inclined to do the illegal shit and get himself in deeper and deeper until he was so deep that he was locked up. Like, I get that story. I don't get the story of the successful parents who taught you everything that you needed to know to, to be at least, you know, reasonably well acclimated and you just chose because you love yeah. the streets that much. To just not be well acclimated. That's that's. I was that's just thinking the same me. that the same thing today about someone I know. I was like, damn, like you got, 
good parents, like nobody else in your family is like that. But it's just like, damn, I, it's like, I don't know what happened. It's just, I don't know. I, don't, I can't, can't point to the specific like point in their life where you could be like, oh, this is where, this is what led them to that life. You know what I mean? It's be crazy. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, um, yo, did you see the Soul Train Awards? I did not. Dude, I heard it was a great production. And now this this leads me to 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 my point. It, we talk about, like, none of these award pro programs are ours. From what I understood, the Soul Train Awards, and now I saw clips. I'm really bad. At, I never watch things in their entirety. I always watch clips because I'm, I don't subscribe to any major uh, media services. So, I... Yeah, I can't watch the whole thing because I, I don't subscribe to, you know, whatever the channel it comes on. And so I do uh, catch as many clips of it as I can. I usually piece them together into, you know, 75% of the of the actual program, right, which right. is all I really need. But what I saw of it, it was it was a black award show, like the performances, the the categories. Um, there was some snubs, but it was way better represented than the other ones. Hell yeah. I'm pretty so, it's still today. It's black shit. owned. Yeah. Don Cornelius owned and ran that whole thing. And so, you know, let, let's stop complaining. Let's stop complaining. We have an opportunity now to where we can elevate, you know, something that can actually represent our tastes a little bit better. A little bit better. Maybe not all the way because of course there's politics. You know what I mean? But maybe the Soul Trade Awards is what we need to actually, you know what I mean? Like, Especially because now, like, viewership and, and clicks and streams is everything. You know what I mean? Most yeah. ratings are generated from that, not even now more so because of COVID. So if it's that easy to, to patronize, maybe we should just overwhelmingly patronize that because it, it, it's something that at least listens to us. We would have some in manner of control or, or influence over it. But, yeah, the Soul Train Awards looked really good. Really good. I enjoyed the, the the parts of it that I saw. It's dope. Yeah, you know, and I and I really hope that we pick that up as a as a uh, you know just yeah, something a, a different form of validation. Like yeah. hopefully people will be looking for their Soul Train nomination more so than their Grammy nomination one day. And you know it's got pedigree. That's just been around, been around. Feel me? That's iconic. It is indeed. Um, but yeah. Alrighty, let's move on into some politics topics. Oh geez, you got so I don't. This is a weird thing because usually in a lame duck period of a presidency, you don't. There's not a whole lot of legislation and staff changes and all that stuff. And the lame duck period is between when one president who has just lost an election or is no longer allowed to run, the time between when he officially, uh, like there's a successor named. And when that successor changes into power. So that's the lame duck period of the presidency. And, you know, usually nothing happens there. People are usually packing up, getting their shit ready. You know, there's a transition team that's working with them, so forth. You know, none of that's really happening. But Trump, for some reason, is signing, like, trying to get tons of legislation and and, and judicial um, nominations, all kind of stuff passed. And so now there's a military spending bill that's supposed to go by. And typically, you know, these bills that are used as like political leverage to get other things passed. So, you know, the Republicans will present a bill. They want to get it passed. 
the Democrats might have uh, votes that they need, and so they won't get the bill passed unless they put something in. Democrats wanted it, so forth. So Trump's trying to do that now. It's like, nigga, you can't play politics in the lame duck period. You didn't even play <laughs> politics the whole three and a three and what five sixth of a year, Yo, bro. He didn't know the assignment was due tomorrow. It's, oh my gosh, it's just like that. It's just like, <laughs> nigga, you're just about to leave. Why are you doing politics now? Because he's trying to. He so there was a military spending bill. He tried to attach a a uh, amendment to the bill that would uh, reduce protections of. Um, of internet companies like Twitter and Instagram and things of that and Facebook, it would produce the protections that they have when it comes to the things that people say on their platform. So they want to they want the uh, the platforms to be held responsible for when they slander him, Donald Trump, on them. Is essentially what he's trying to do. Yeah, don't be mean to and me. And he tried bro. to attach Simple. that to a military spending bill. Hey, don't be mean to me. Simple, bro. Those military, those military fucking men laughed at him so hard and removed that shit out the bill and passed their bill without that shit. I was laughing so hard. I was like, damn. Like, you can even hear it in the way it was reported. I have never heard them say, I've never heard them report a bill passing while the people proposing the bill actively remove the amendments being proposed by the president. That's lit. Yo, first of all, like, is- and and they say it so nonchalantly, like it doesn't just, like it doesn't represent a a a, a a a unbalance of power that the military can a propose their own spending bill to the oversight committee. It's not the oversight committee proposing the spending bill to them based on their oversight. It's the other way around, which yeah. is wild. Yo, approve this, and then the the check. And balance party, the president adds amendments that the that the proposer gets to remove and block. That really? shit's wild. That's not like that's not how any politics works at all. Yeah, by the way, this, by the way what part. I just described is not how politics works. That is what happened. That's not how politics works. And so I'm just sitting here like, yo, why is this nigga Donald Trump over here trying to play politics fucking in his lame duck period like these motherfuckers give a shit what he has to say? Because I'm sure, <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a... Yeah, oh, yeah, he still thinks he won and he can actually do, th- do you shit. You think he really thinks that? This nigga's got to know he lost. Yeah, yeah but if he admits it, it's real. Mm. If, if and, he and up acts until this like point, it's real, then it becomes real. Yeah, up until this point, pretty much all of his delusions have been ratified by the people around him. So why stop now, right? Yeah. And everybody else is just like, bro, like, we never liked you anyway. And 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 you know what the funny part is? Is that even if he's right, even if they cheated, they cheated against you. You're the cheater and they cheated against you. That's all I'm saying. I'm like, how, like, dude. And you're the only one that's bad, which is the biggest problem. That's what I'm saying. That's like, the biggest problem. I have problem. no doubt that he's probably right. But you tried to cheat too, nigga. Like nobody over here is gonna feel bad for you. You tried. You attacked the postal service. You 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 mismanaged the pandemic. You lied to the public. You fucking oh my goodness. You shamelessly self promoted in a time of public need. I'm just like, dude. No one cares, bro. Like I I absolutely believe they rigged it against him. I think that probably eighty percent of white people voted for him. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Get the fuck out, dog. Like, 
you are pack the cheater, so I don't shit. feel bad when you get cheated against better than you cheat. Pack yo shit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> like, at this point, especially when it comes to American politics, like you gotta like you gotta make the assumption that they're cheating. Like they even cheat their own they cheat their own primaries. The Democrats cheat their own primaries for God's sake. Like they 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 do backroom dealings, they and they ignore the public on their own fucking primaries. So what the hell makes you think that they will not fucking try to steal a national election? Come on. Come on. And that's the, you know, that and that's the part that the fucking the Republicans are so fucking stupid that they can't even understand, like, no, dude, everywhere you're you're looking is not where they would cheat at all. They absolutely <laughs> wouldn't cheat at that level. Like anywhere where you're looking is not where they're cheating. I promise you that. But hey, fuck it. You know, at least Donald Trump is out. We'll see what happens with Biden. It's just a whole shit show, man. And you got you got fucking Donald Trump over here trying to play politics in his last hour. And I'm just like, dude, this is such a this whole fucking how is there any validity to 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 American politics? I really I really do ask because like honestly, like what are they doing? Like I saw Karen Bass talking about about the diversity of of Biden's. Uh, cabinet on pbs and i'm and it's just so empty and i and and i love her she's a black woman but she is just so empty as a politician and i'm just like who like who is actually out there advocating for the best interest of the people i gotta know like who is actually out there like i don't feel like there is anyone like actually on the public stage like on the ground level there's absolutely hundreds of thousands of people advocating for the public good i'm just talking about up in that 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 political spectrum you know on on the actual you know public official level like who's working for the benefit of people because it, it's real it really doesn't look like any of them are and i mean katie porter cory bush like jamal bowman there's so few men and that's the crazy part like the vast majority of the people working for the public good are women man like we got to really figure out what's wrong with, with, with dudes. Like, men, we slacking. We slacking. It's real. And, Too and, easily bought, man. You know, and I don't know if it's, a, if it's, if it's because of a, a wholesale buying into the American idea of, of greed is good. But, man, it, it's, it's corrupting, man. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, and it's such a... It's so obvious that that ideology is part and parcel to American masculinity because women, I mean, even white women don't at large succumb to that. You know what I mean? They have their own foibles. They got, there's tons of shit wrong with white women, but it's such a white man slash male problem to, 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 to buy into this greed thing at anyone's expense. Like, I'll do anything for the bag. Like that shit is wild. <laughs> it's that shit is wild, man. And that's not to say that women don't succumb to it, but I just I'm just saying as a generalization. Oh yeah, generalization, they definitely propagate that a lot more. Way more in the male community. For sure, for sure. You know what I mean? The the, the scoring everything as long as I get mine. Yeah, just that's, that's, um. But yeah, no, I just thought that, that was, I don't, <laughs> there my, are there are a lot more male conquerors than there are female conquerors throughout history. Jeez, I, I that is uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's really like disproportionately weighted towards men, mm-hmm. <laughs> like disproportionately so. But yeah, man. Um, so Andrew Yang is down in Georgia, 
registering voters, trying to help uh, gin up the vote to, to turn Georgia blue in the Senate. And it just watching him do it, like I, I believe he has the best intentions in mind. And I don't and, and, and my critique of, of his actions are not a critique of him as a person. I believe he's very well intentioned. But I also believe he is very emblematic of the fundamental uh, disenfranchisement of the democratic system the way it is constructed right now. Andrew Yang did not do well with black people at all. Like, not even a little bit. He did very poorly with black people. Like, overwhelmingly. And so for him to to for him to take a public role in trying to turn out black male voters in Georgia just seems kind of it just doesn't seem effective to me. And it it just shows how disenfranchising the entire system is when you have someone as well-meaning as Andrew Yang who has no other outlet other than to try to 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 appeal to black people who already said they didn't like him he's he's appealing again within i think what 4 or 5 months of them just voting against him to say hey but you still you're still messing with my team right and i don't think that they understand that at least when it comes to the african-american community the more the more you come at me when i've already said i don't like you is the more likely i'll just vote against you and it's like come on man there's got to be a better way for this system to use andrew yang in georgia than to have him knocking door to door this is a stupid system this is a stupid system where you can take someone as productive as Andrew Yang with a, a problem as critical as voter turnout, and that's the best way that he, 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 he's able to, to be used. That shit don't make no sense. I'm telling you, it didn't do anything. And then, you know, you have people like Mondale Robinson, you know, salute to the brother. He's a really uh, uh, prominent figure who's been doing a lot of uh, great work with Black Male Voter Project, who's doing real shit on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, why is he not working? And, and and like, Andrew Yang would be so much more powerful as a fundraiser for Mondale Robinson than a door knocker for fucking John Ossoff and, 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 and Reverend Warnock. Like, come on. This makes no fucking sense. Like, why is Andrew Yang not focusing all of his power at fundraising and generating resources for this entity that's already got the feet on the ground, the roots in the community, the ears of the people. You know what I mean? Help them mobilize to get those people registered because the problem isn't that they don't have the ear of the people. It's just they don't have the resources to register everyone quickly enough to get it done. So why don't you do like, come on, guys. This is the fundamental impotency of the fucking Democratic establishment. They are so anathema to black organization that they will not invest in us, but yet in in certain places. Now, across the board, it's pretty useless to vote as a black person if you're trying to vote based on uh, uh, policies that benefit the black community. It's generally useless to do that. But in places like Georgia, where there is a preponderance of black people in major districts like, like Atlanta, 
it is powerful to vote. You know, there are places in the South where there are districts and there are uh, cities that black people are controlling. And in those places, it is important. It is important to vote because your voice can be heard. And so. It's just the fact that the Democratic Party, even in those isolated places, still refused to tap into and finance the actual grassroots Democratic fucking uh, organizations that have even in acknowledging how bad the Democratic Party is, have wholesale told them that we will vote blue, we will work for you, is just, it's it's just, it's it feels like slavery. Like, it does. Like, these black people are working tooth and nail for this predominantly white establishment organization that will not give them any money. They're giving free labor to this organization that will not listen to them. That, that is definitively taking their labor. These are men whose livelihoods depend on organizing. That's what they do for a living. And the Democratic establishment will not pay them to do the work that is necessary for them to do just to survive. Not even just based on a monetary level, but they can't vote for Republicans. Can you imagine the shit that they would pass if the South turned red? My God. <laughs> so they have to they have to turn the state blue. They have to work for them for their very livelihood because the other side is 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 full of white supremacists and racists. Not that their side doesn't have their share of white supremacists, but at least their white supremacists believe in my right to be alive. And so we got to we got to do something better. We can't just recreate new systems of 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 labor exploitation that's what we're doing is just creating new systems of labor exploitation and it's hugely problematic and and the worst part is is that we're directing our labor to to a cause of 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 politics like that has bigger ramifications onto that like the products of that labor are are going to change the outcomes of the politics in this country like it's 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 so exploitative. I can't even like I don't have enough hours to sit down and 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 elucidate how exploitative it is to have these people working tooth and nail for the Democratic Party that will not even fund or finance them even in at a fraction of what they do in in other areas like Iowa where it's like fucking Iowa, dude. Like there's not even that many people in Iowa. There's probably as many people in Atlanta as in, like, the top three major cities in Iowa. And they won't even spend a fraction of the money in Atlanta. And yet they have all of this free fucking publicity because inherently the organizations on the ground have to vote blue. Because they've been so ostracized and alienated by the other party. Like, that's that's fucked up. You know what I mean? And it's really sad that Andrew Yang being the insightful mindful person that he is couldn't see like maybe just knocking door to door is useless maybe if i can bring my sizable uh uh fundraising campaign to the powerful organizations that are already pretty well disposed to a lot of my ideas then hey shit that'll probably be more beneficial than me trying to sit there and 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 stump the people who already voted against me for two people who they're not motivated to vote for because Ossoff and, and Warnock 
are 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 turning tail and running from all the progressive ideals that got the young black people who originally turned out in the last election, the presidential election in Georgia. Like it's just so ass backwards. Like it, it's so clear that people who have consistently lost are running these campaigns. Like this is such a clearly loser loser uh 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 path to take like the trajectory that they're setting themselves is a loser's path and you can see it and it's like okay definitely if you were to tell me that these people have haven't won an election in a decade i'd absolutely believe you i'd absolutely believe you because clearly they're off base from how to win in today's environment with the demographics that they're that they're talking to but yeah man that was super disappointing but it is what it is man you're only gonna get butt so far with that. Oh man! So they they they're starting to to put uh, bans and restrictions on products from China now. That's interesting. Starting products, with what? Uh, products that come from regions where the Uyghur Muslims heavily predominate nice. uh, predominate because they are being used as slave labor. About that. And I 100% support that shit. Hell yeah. 100%, by the way. So whatever critique I have of Trump and his administration, his foreign policy, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. We should ban all inputs from China, in my opinion. Let the fucking import, let let the production come back to America. Let the prices slowly rise so that we can finally get a genuine value of what these things should cost. Because, unfortunately, production in China uh, has artificially deflated the cost of things absolutely and 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 i think it's it's been happening so long it's creating a cultural devaluing of things because american culture so closely ties um intrinsic value to monetary value the the driving down of uh of prices by china has had a psychological effect and i don't doubt that that was intentional i don't doubt that that was intentional because China knows that it's not going to win in a in a straight up war with America, but if they can cause America become so feeble inside that they are just easily taken over through soft methods, I can absolutely see them doing that. I mean, the Chinese de- depart uh, the Chinese uh, government has a department of psychological warfare, like that's a, like a public thing. Like, yes, we will attempt to fuck with your psychology if we find you and deem you to be a threat, and. One of the ways that we're going to do that is try to pacify you, whether it's through making your culture completely apathetic to any form of, of attack and such that we can just slowly take over or any other method. China will do that. That's not like me being boogeyman-ish. That's something that, that they've stated that they do. You know what I mean? And so I absolutely believe that there's been – that the economic uh, – uh, Warfare that's been happening between America and China is part and parcel to their psychological warfare department, which is part and parcel to a Cold War that they've been waging with America since they've had uh, the ability to become a superpower. And so I, I really do support this ban on those products, and I hope it gets expand, expanded. Um, and what's, you know, and, and it's really scary what China's doing because. China is doing exactly what America did. They are alienating a small population. They're turning them into slaves for free labor, and they're doing it. And and what's worse is that that they're doing it with a Maoist flair. So they're doing it under guise of re-education and making them societally fit. 
you know, they're talking about what they're, we're feeding them and they have houses and they're getting cultural education as if these are things that, that the Uyghurs needed or didn't have prior to, to their presence. Also, are they free? No, they're not free at all. <laughs> and so, which is the most important of all those things. Yeah. And so they're taking a, a, a page out of the book of, of America. You know, they saw how American capitalism is founded on the backs of slave labor. And they realized that as their factory labor is becoming more under scrutiny, they have to shift. And that's the thing is that America used to shift it geographically, like to Central America, to South America, to the Caribbean. You know what I mean? They used to, but China's huge. They could just keep moving it around in their country. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The factory's over here. You guys are, okay, start a factory over just south of Mongolia and then we'll use all slave labor from the region. Like, you know, China is big enough to just keep moving that. And then once that gets, they'll find another region that's, that's not exploited yet. And they'll just keep doing that. And, and, and they'll literally do that and, and develop those areas as they exploit them. But the development is not in the best interest of the people because it's not like it's improving their lives. It's not like they they weren't satisfied with the with the homes that they had, but China's just going to go there, imprison all the people, force them into slave labor while they're gone. They're going to build a city in two days, you know what I mean? And then you know when those people go back to the area, they're now forced to now acclimate to this urban area that's been built on their their land, you know. And you know after years of being uh, brainwashed and and forced labor, it's like. This is a really fucked situation in China. Like, it's bad news, man. And, and it's exactly what's been happening to black people, you know, for the past several hundred years. And 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 if you are, are you know, pro-Palestinian freedom, you're pro-black liberation, you got to be pro-Uyghur lim- um, liberation because those people are about to be made into an ethnic minority in their country that are going to be exploited the same way black people are in America, the same way Palestinian people are in in Israel, like it's going to be bad, and and we should, and and now with this global perspective and this understanding that we have, we gotta support these these um these efforts globally because as we cre- create a global solidarity between these communities, if the if the African American community, you know, could have even an internal solidarity enough to have like solidarity with palestinians and we're communicating and you know palestinians are resourceful people palestinian there's there are there is a a section of palestinian culture that has resources and we can start they can send us resources we could supplement them because the thing is is that you know we might be disparate in regions but we have due to interconnectedness of this global society uh this global world we live in we we could we can absolutely as a community benefit from their presence the same thing with the Uyghurs, even more so. Like the Uyghurs are are a great community, and if we can find international solidarity with them, that would be in, that would be, I think be hugely moving. You know what I mean? And I think it would be emblematic of a of a greater solidarity that can be had around the world, because you know the history repeats itself just in different places, and what's about to happen there is what happened here, and I don't ever want to see what happened here happen again. It this was the first time it's happened in this form and China is taking it page by page out of the playbook. And so let's, let's change up the playbook of history. Let's not let that happen. You know, now that we have the knowledge of, of, of what, of how that kind of economic exploitation um, affects people over long terms, long periods of times, what it develops into, 
in when it comes to societal institutions, let's try our best not to let that happen. Um, and we'll wrap on this because this is actually an extension of that of that last conversation. Um, I posted a clip on my Twitter of um, a really great uh, exposition of one of the many reasons as to why we should we should defund police. And so this gentleman was on the um, he was at, a, I believe, a, a city council meeting and he was giving testimony and he was like. If the majority of police funds, funds that we as people go from our taxes to the police, then go into police salaries and none of these police live in these neighborhoods, then what the society has effectively done is set away, set up a way for rich neighborhoods to be funded by poor neighborhoods through way of their police. You're taking the tax money that these people are willingly giving to you and you're you're using it to pay the salaries of people who don't live in those neighborhoods to then come back into those neighborhoods and brutalize them. This is a fundamentally untenable way of of of, of policing a, uh, an area, and it can only lead to more violence. Because at because if there's a correlation between poverty and violence. And we are saying that the tax money that these people play, which unfortunately is a substantial portion of the of, of the of the in pocket income of, of of black people, we do not have the income to 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 pad you know our 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 finances with to 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 pay taxes like a lot of other communities. So when it comes to paying taxes, it's a substantial portion of the average black person's income in the end of the day. And that's not coming back to the neighborhood. It's going into our taxes, which is overwhelmingly in most places up to 50 percent, 30 to 50 percent of your taxes is going to pay police, 70 percent of which is uh, is police salaries directly. And then the police take that and leave the neighborhood. They don't live in those neighborhoods. So. If that money is leaving the neighborhood, it's going from the inhabitants of the neighborhood out of the neighborhood. That's capital flight. When capital flight occurs, especially when supported by government institutions, it will only lead to further poverty. And then it'll hit rock bottom and then they'll gentrify it. And it'll always be at the detriment of the people who currently live in that area. And they have no power to stop that from happening. There is no way for them to make their way out of that statistically. And so defund the police is a call to end poverty in our neighborhoods because that money that we aren't paying to the police could then be paid to to can be used by the city to reinvest back into the neighborhoods, decreasing violence, decreasing the the occurrence of crime and decreasing the need for police. It's there is an obvious cycle that happens here. And we're purposely choosing the one that exploits the neighborhood. Let's not do that. And it was just such a beautiful exposition of, of, of why it is that defund the police is a systemic need. Our cities will not function with the jackboots of the police on their necks. They will not function. They can't. There's just, you can't. Can you imagine if you had a leech sucking out 20% of your blood? You would die. You would die. 
and and it's been a slow death over several several hundred years but it's and you know it's crazy because we were able to 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 subside for so long with this present but they've gotten out of control and i think it's been and i don't know i'm not exactly sure now that would be an interesting line of study from to look into like when did the police like the budgets explode because i'm pretty sure that while cities were growing they were not paying 20 percent of their fucking their 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 income in police salaries yeah i I guarantee you that no city was growing with that kind of Police force. I think it's a lot of the the post nine eleven and national, um, and a lot of the the bills that they changed because of that is what started allowing the militarization of the police. And if that's where all the that's where the funds are going, because because it's not even because a lot of that they get that shit dirt cheap. Like you know how much they pay for those tanks? Like the, those tanks cost as much of as like an expensive Mercedes. Like they they give them those, those tanks dirt cheap. Because they were made and sold already. And so these are, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, most of the police budgets are police salaries. When did we start just paying massive amounts of police like that? Because you're right. The militarization is one part. But that's a lot of government subsidies. And there's a lot of shit that goes into that. And, and you know, we've already stated the majority of these budgets is going straight to police salaries, not to, to equipment acquisition. So when did we start just, like, when did we like quadruple the payments to police that's what that that would be interesting to know because we need to go back to before that time whenever that is we need to go before that time because there's definitely a time when the police were not absorbing that much of city budgets and and whatever caused that to happen we need to ascertain that so we don't repeat that shit again because that was hugely problematic and it set us on a very dangerous, bad course to now where we're, where we're dealing with all of these militarized police. And I'm sure it was I'm sure it was intentionally done, actually, because the people who are the people who are causing a lot of these 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 uh mass protests to happen. The people who are at the, the 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 core of the problem of these mass protests, I think, are also the people responsible for making decisions about what we should do with policing. And so they know what they're doing. And so like, eh, we should probably beef up police because we're doing some fuck shit. And that's why, and Republicans know that, and and I could see it being a Republican plot because they're over here trying to further the fucking work, the inequality in this country by ruining the tax code. You know what I mean? Taking off all the regulations. So it's like, they know they're going to need a lot of police to protect them from the, the, the public backlash that's going to come from them making Bezos several trillion extra dollars for no reason. But yeah, I don't know, man. We really do have to deal with, like, the issue of policing in this country is so, is it's, you want to talk about intersectionality? A lot of our problems intersect right there at the fucking nexus of we need to deal with the fucking police in this country, like, as an organization, you know what I mean? Like we need to, you know, dog tie that bitch and fucking get a chokehold on it and fuck that's a poor choice of words. We need to <laughs> get it under control. We need to get it under control. You know what I mean? Like if they're gonna exist, a lot of people like the security that comes from police. Eh, I find that to be a relatively weak stance, but I understand it. Most people just are incapable of protecting themselves. So I get it. 
But we need to get this entity under control if the people are going to insist that it insist that it exists in our society. Something's got to give. We'll go ahead and we'll wrap on that note. Okay, guys? Appreciate everybody who's been staying with us, keeping us going, contributing content, ideas. Yo, Victor hit me up. Uh, and I think that he has the winner, in my opinion, for the name of the Heron Home uh, Squad. We'll call it Heron's Homies. I'm with that. Simple. I'm with that. Super simple. I'm it hits that. right to the point. I was like, damn. I'm with that. Just also, out shout out to Vic because he sent me his um, uh, uh, Spotify um, uh, year-end summary. And we got something like 80-something episodes listens on there. And he got a bunch of hours. So, you know, I appreciate that, Vic. Appreciate that. Thank you. For show for show. Yeah, big up, big up, big up, big up. Boop, boop. Won, yo, yo. <laughs> But yeah, man. All right, we appreciate all of our listeners. But Absolutely. go ahead and uh, hit us up on the social medias. You can follow me on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can find me on the Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can catch me at Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever really will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.